0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of PodMosh. Well, this episode's a little different. Again, we have another idea break here, but it's less of an idea break and more of a uh, moving towards... Uh, not even moving towards... I, I ran out of people to talk to because, well, Texas is in the middle of an arctic freeze. <laughs> so we canceled a lot of our interviews because everybody snowed in and iced in. Um, many people have been without power for couple days now, so it's been been kind of interesting to say the least. Uh, We actually just got back from Florida. My wife and I, we were, uh, all our flights got canceled the first day. We tried to get back and it was just, it was a mess trying to get back. So anyways, we're back now. Uh, We're in the middle of this crazy storm. Everybody's dogging on ERCOT, which is basically the grid, Texas is grid's uh, regulator. Um, In Texas, I don't understand how we're I think a lot of people are confused on how we've gotten to this point where, you know, let me back up. There's three main grids in the nation. Full-on energy grids. There's the grid, the East grid, and Texas. Texas literally has its own grid, and we're a massive producer of energy. And a lot of people are wondering how we, how three million people are without power, um, multiple cities, including. Cleburne and Fort Worth, Joshua, all the areas around here are having to actually boil water because the power plants that supply all the city water um, are quote-unquote having rolling blackouts, which these rolling blackouts aren't rolling. They're like multiple hours at a time for many people. So if if Texas is such a a main producer of energy and has its own grid, how is it possible? A lot of people are wondering, myself included. How is it possible that we are having this issue we have today? So I just I looked up a few things. Um, pretty interesting things uh, about Texas, about its energy, about where it comes from and how much we actually supply. Um, so I'm just kind of read some of this off to you and y'all can kind of kind of run from there. So some quick facts about Texas and this is on on eia.gov, which is the Texas State website for energy. Um, Texas is actually the top US producer of both crude oil and natural gas. In 2019, the state accounted for 41% of the nation's crude oil production and 25% of its marketed natural gas production. As of January 2019, the 30 petroleum refineries in Texas were able to process about 5.8 million barrels of crude oil per day and accounted for 31% of the nation's refining capacity. Texas leads the nation in wind power generation and produced about 28% of all the U.S. wind-powered electricity in 2019. And Texas wind turbines have produced more electricity than both of the state's nuclear power plants since 2014, which a lot of people right now are are dogging on the the wind uh, and solar panels about in Texas, about how they got frozen. Yeah, that's true, but that only accounts for roughly 18% of our entire state's energy. So it's not really a whole lot to to bank why we failed in this arena. So Texas produces more electricity than any other state, generating almost twice as much as Florida, the second highest electricity producing state. And Texas is the largest energy producing and energy consuming state in the nation. The industrial sector, sector, including its refineries and petrochemical plants, accounts for half of the energy consumed in the state. So again, Texas is a powerhouse when it comes to energy, right? So how the heck do 3 million people go without power at this point? We, I think everybody, if you live in the state of Texas, everybody is either in this spot or they have people who they know are in this spot where there's no water and all, our pipes are frozen. We have power, but our pipes are frozen. Um, so again, if Texas is so amazing and has its own entire grid, how in the heck are we in this situation? So I looked up a few different articles kind of explaining some of this um, on our power grid and so on and so forth. So one one article on Forbes actually ex- talks about the perils of attempting to electrify everything. You know, why we shouldn't electrify everything is for this very reason right here. Um, but in reality, it's really just, from all the research I've done, it's really just the power plants that create energy are frozen. Um, they're not, because TEX is its own grid and its own entire energy provider, um, or producer, excuse me, it's its own pr- producer, all the plants that create our energy aren't required to adhere to all these, uh, to the national and federal regulations of protecting pipes and keeping the pipes indoors and keeping all the things that create energy indoors, protecting it from the elements. So really it's like, for instance, I didn't, uh, the, the pipes underneath my house aren't, um, I don't, uh, they're, they're just, What's it called? The PVC. Sorry, they're just PVC pipes. Um, They're not the flex pipes. And one of my buddies was telling me about that so that they don't expand with the weather. So if something freezes, the water will freeze inside. I'm going to break my pipes. Now, if I bought better pipes that actually expand, it can actually flex with the change in temperature, then I'm not going to have broken pipes. That's basically what happened with all the power plants in the state. All the power plants are pretty much frozen. Um, and that's, what's causing this massive issue with energy, which doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of questions people are having, like, even on the way home last night, you know, we have thousands of neighbors, oh, I'm sorry, way home from the airport. There are thousands of homes I'm looking at that are just black, right? Cause it's just all the, all the energy's out, but we have all these skylights up. We have businesses that are not there, but have tons of power. And I get it. The power goes depending on where what part of the grid you're at. I get that. Like, for instance, hospitals, uh, police stations, things like that are typically on the grid that's going to be the last to have these quote-unquote rolling blackouts. But that's all over the place. You have a lot of big businesses where you have skylights that are just burning, and that's energy, right? So how come people are now going three days without power in sub-zero temperatures? That doesn't make sense. So a lot of questions to be had needless to say Uh, a lot of people had questions about solar energy like solar panels um and if if a grid failure happens do you still have energy if you have solar panels so can your can your house still have on beyond um yes and no if you have a, a solar panels you have to have a battery to store it because most of the time, the solar panels are connected to the grid. And if the grid goes out, so do your solar panels and its energy. So just because you have solar panels doesn't necessarily mean you'll have you'll not have an outage. You have to have a battery, which costs around $14,000 um, to buy along with your solar panels for you to be in, basically an off-the-grid system to where if the grid goes out, you'll still be okay. But if you don't have the battery, it won't go. Um, it won't stay on because... If you have solar panels getting energy to the grid, then the people who are working on the grid will get electrocuted. So there's a there's a lot to it. Um, what else? Is so I'm gonna read you this uh, article by on Yahoo titled "Texas Power Plants Shut by Cold, Left Pipes Exposed." To, what? Texas power plants shut by cold left pipes exposed to elements. So this is on Yahoo. Um, Texas blackouts triggered by frozen power infrastructure have many wondering why the state's electricity generators weren't prepared for the cold. The short answer is, they aren't required to cold-proof their assets. While generators in chillier regions are typically compelled by federal or state rules to protect their plants from the elements, Texas plants can leave their pipes, valves, and pressure gauges exposed. It's cheaper that way, and because it's we have our own grid, we're not required by federal regulations. The power plants in the Northeast, we... They put actual uh, closures around it, said Michael Weber, the chief science and technology officer at NG, <laughs> and an energy professor at the University of Texas at Austin. They wrap a building around the plant. While Texas' grid operator has called for generators to winterize their facilities after 2011 cold snap also led to blackouts, it can't force the companies to do so. Said Adrian Shelley, Texas officer director of the advocacy group Public Citizen. So basically what that's saying is back in 2010, 2011 when there was a, there was all those massive blackouts um, in Texas and other states, uh, a review came in by – a federal review came in and said, hey, this is what you have to do for this not to occur again. Um, but they can't enforce it. They can't enforce the companies to do so. And so the companies didn't because it's cheaper and they save money and now we have 3 million people <laughs> without power. It's uh, awesome. As I keep going, from a generator perspective, the only incentive is to bring energy to market as cheaply as possible, Shelley said. Those sorts of investments aren't recouped in any other way but by selling energy. More than 45 gigawatts of Texas's electricity capacity has been shut off this week. In many cases, because the instrumentation has froze over, according to the state's grid operator. Natural gas, coal, wind, and even nuclear facilities have gone dark because of the cold, and wind turbines have stopped because of ice on the blades. Again, wind, tar- wind turbines and solar only accounts for about 18%. Uh, the majority of it is natural gas, followed by coal. In West Texas, wellheads have frozen, curbing natural gas supplies bound for power plants. While field workers in frigid North Dakota are used to cold proofing, for, for example, using winterized chemicals for fracking, setting heaters to keep equipment warm and installing chains on all trucks, Texans are not accustomed to it. Some of it, too, is just the cost of capital, says Joseph Trapeek, Trip- <laughs> founder of the industry research firm Infilt Thinking. We're all trying to run so lean, and this kind of weather is a once every several years or more kind of thing. You're just not going to invest in having that winterization infrastructure on hand. <clears throat> so, bottom line, um, it wasn't cost effective. To be able to prepare for something like this, guys. The companies and producers in the state of Texas, uh, regulated by ERCOT, uh, just didn't find it cost-effective. Um, they wanted to save money. And that's pretty uh, pretty intense, if you really think about it. Uh, I think some of the death tolls are going to be coming out in the next few days about who actually died of <laughs> frostbite, so on and so forth. And maybe this will actually change something. Who knows? So this has led Governor Greg Abbott to call this whole situation unacceptable and said he would be adding an emergency item to the state's legislative session on reforming ERCOT. The nonprofit corporation is subject to oversight from the Public Utility Commission of Texas and the Texas legislature. (laughs) And one paragraph says, according to Ray, if plants operate for too long in too extreme conditions, it could be too costly to operate as well as cause damage to the equipment, which could further exacerbate the outages for longer periods of time. So maybe it was just that. I don't know. Unfortunately, there just wasn't enough planning, um, even though we've been this, through the this situation before. Um, the, the people up top just did not plan for this, and uh, even though we knew it would probably happen again, it has happened before. And for Texas to be able to be such a massive supplier to the rest of the country and not be able to take care of his own, that's that's pretty, pretty messed up. Again, we... We lead in wind power generation and we produce 28% of all the US wind powered electricity in 2019. <clears throat> uh, we accounted for just Texas, accounted for 41% of the nation's crude oil production and 25% of its market of natural gas production. So, y'all stay safe, man. Um, stay warm. Hopefully, things will change in the future. Um, we'll get through this like everything else right we'll get it we'll get her done so different definitely different type of uh, podcast today but that's fine you know we're going through a really weird time and uh, we'll catch you next week with some really cool guests thanks guys